0: Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for the match preview. Newcastle welcome Nottingham Forest to St James's Park on Boxing Day. But before myself and John Gibson get into that, we are unfortunately going to have to look back on Newcastle's 1-0 defeat to Luton uh, yesterday. It wasn't the performance nor the result we wanted, although it is the result and performance that I unfortunately predicted, although I would have gladly been proved wrong. John, it's fair to say
1: that that was arguably one of the worst performances we've seen under Eddie Howe? I'm afraid it is. Um, Given the opposition, etc., etc., we had said before the match at Kenilworth Road that Newcastle had to get six points out of six on the next two games because they were playing Luton and Nottingham Forest, two bang average sides, before the new year brings us Liverpool away Man City at home Aston Villa away now there's three massive jumps in class and an FA Cup tied Sunderland thrown into the into the mix there as well and um, therefore we needed points in the bag because we're already trailing and trailing behind the front runners in the league now if we are going to finish in the top four to go back in the Champions League and that has to be Um, The target Then you win at Luton You don't lose at Luton and finish in the top four Unless it was an absolute freak result And it wasn't a freak result In as much as We have suffered Seven defeats in our last Eleven games in all competitions That's not the Newcastle United We knew before We've lost our last four Away matches in the Premier League Won just one of the last eleven and I've kept one clean sheet in eight Premier League away games. That was the 8-0 at Sheffield United. Now that's alarm bells. You know, it's Christmas. It's supposed to be church bells. That's alarm bells. That I mean, that is, for me, it was just confirmation that we are facing a desperate time. There was excuses able to be put forward before unlucky done by a last-minute goal which was undeserved etc etc but you know what i'm getting fed up with repeatedly saying and meaning it that we're tired we're exhausted and we have an injury list that is in double figures that is true but you look at the sides newcastle are starting with the starting 11 on paper should be good enough to go down to luton town and win Never mind the draw and win, because that's what we do now, and, or at least what we did do during 2023 until recently. And, you know, I get worried when I hear Dan Burns say after the game, Newcastle were outworked. I mean, that is not an accusation. It, it, it can be held against Newcastle very often, because the great thing is that the graft. And... We were, we had no intensity We had no vibrance We had no belief um, And they were outworked Now isn't that awful Because the one thing you know A side like Luton Town is going to bring to the table Is a work ethic Because that gives them their biggest chance They are inferior man for man Talent wise So they bring a huge work effort. If we don't match that we get results like we got yesterday and unfortunately and i don't want to be doom and gloom at christmas time but you know i'm getting a little fed up now seven defeats and eleven unfortunately this is a trend you know if you get seven defeats and eleven that's a trend that's not unlucky just it's a trend and it's a trend it's got to be changed it's poor 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 We were very, very average, and as you said at the top of the show, probably our worst display under Eddie Howe, or certainly since Eddie Howe got into his stride. Yes, we lost at home to Cambridge in the FA Cup just after he came, when Trippier and that played, but we were just beginning to form. Since we got in the stride, that's as bad as it gets.
0: Yes, since Eddie Howe laid out his approach, that is probably the worst performance I think we've seen under his his management and you mentioned there Dan Burns comments afterwards and that's what really concerns me John is that even when you look at some of the results this season on the road you know the the result at Wolves when they should have held on and didn't, you can never uh, doubt the commitment or the the effort from the players but against Luton it it wasn't there and it wasn't there from the the word go and people are are continuing to say it's down to fatigue because of the injuries but that that's not that doesn't wash, you know. Yes, they may be tired. I, I get it. I understand. But at the end of the day, you go on that pitch, and it doesn't matter how tired you are. You can still, you can still chase after a player. You can still attempt to match them in spirit and in fight. And within five minutes, Luton didn't even need to set the tone. Newcastle set the yeah. tone for them in the manner in which the first attack went um, down the right gordon couldn't couldn't track back didn't track back ball in the box and that's the way it went for the rest of the afternoon and it's not going to get any easier and i think my biggest concern about boxing day john is how does eddie howe stop the away day
1: blues creeping into the st James's park dressing room well the biggest hope he's got is the fifty thousand people that turn up and, and still get behind the team because newcastle win in the Premier League at home, every single game bar one. And that's the biggest thing he's got for him. But believe you me, you know, if we beat Nottingham Forest at home, problems not solved. We beat Fulham at home in the last game, but then we've gone on to produce what we produce. And if we beat Nottingham Forest at home, our away form is so bad and we are away. To Liverpool, Aston Villa, and Sunderland in the FA Cup in three of our next four games. Three of our next four games are on the road. So you know it's at moments like this, and um, that Eddie Howe, Chindel, uh, uh, Jones, and the rest earn their bucks. Hmm, indeed, a- yeah, one hundred percent. And the the past few we discussed
0: John, we seem to always say it was it's fine margins. And again, Newcastle had couple of openings against Luton, probably the best one was the Callum Wilson header and he's got to score really and I think that kind of just sums up maybe the mood on the road you know, even when you get these chances which Wilson will clo- will score with his eyes closed, it's in James's Park, your looks out you know, he doesn't score that one and Luton obviously then um, go up to get the goal but I mean as much as we talk about injuries and fatigue, I'm also sick of seeing Newcastle just didn't take the chances on another day they take the chance and it ends 3-0 in Newcastle I'm 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 sick of saying that as
1: well when we talk yeah, about Newcastle on the right and we've got to remember that we were playing Luton and um, with all respect to Luton this is the first time we've played them in the Premier League era not the old first division in the Premier League era we've also got to remember that we lost 1-0 and they hit the bar twice they hit the bar twice so you talk about them you know we didn't take our chances out of one if those Two shots on the bar, being six inches lower, we would have lost three-nil. And um, you know, so I think, I think we deserve to lose on the day. If you were neutral watching the game, you would say the correct side won. Now that's awful. That's for Newcastle United. That's awful. And while talking before the kickoff, while the bench looked a lot better, there was Bachman on it, there was Isaac on it, there was Kraft on it, Lavamenko, Hall it looked better it looked stronger the bench the team was the same old same old you know it, it, it take the front three i'm just giving examples andrew and i'm not criticizing him in particular but you've got miggy who, who's having a nightmare you've got gordon who's obviously far from fit and is not producing the all-action man shows that he had been producing and you've got wilson outside of his goal at chelsea not looking as if he's scoring and looking as if playing four games in a week and a bit is far too much from which i think it probably is and you know so there's your fun three which when that on song have been very vibrant are looking very um very average at the moment and therefore i mean what can happen but i would like to see the team shuffled for the starting 11 shuffled for nothing and just to put some fresh faces in we know what we're going to get from miggy and unfortunately from gordon at the moment because he's not what he is we know what wilson's going to produce and so we go back and we go back in the team and we're just getting what we're expecting what we're hoping against but what we're expecting and you know that model's got to be broken and there's a few more available now and not enough but a few more but really I'm like you, and I think like a lot of Jodies, I still accept that injuries have played a massive part in this. I still accept that playing the same outfield 10 nearly every game means that they're mentally as well as physically exhausted, etc. But that's wearing thin with me now, Andrew. It's yeah. wearing thin.
0: It, it's, it's obviously playing an impact. You know, obviously, if you had the options to change it, you would see a bit more energy about them. But again, I think it's an easy cop-out, really, for what was it was an awful performance. And again, we know it's Christmas and, and, and we are sorry for, for, for the mood that we're delivering, but the lack of fight against Luton, has, it's really angered me because you, you you could count five, six, seven examples when the Luton players were just able to stroll on through the Newcastle United midfield. Ross Barkley, now we spoke about Ross Barkley, John, in the, 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 the Luton preview, and I told you I'd spoken to the, the Luton chap and he had Said, oh, you know, he's the one to watch. I saw people on, on, on social media comparing it to a Ross Bartley testimonial. That's, that was the level Newcastle put in. Right. Ross Bartley was just able to pull the strings, have a jolly good time of it. And there was one instance when the keeper kicks it out, he collects it midway in th- inside his own half and is able to stroll within 10 yards of Newcastle United's box, passes it to Adebayo, who forces a save on Dubravka. It's like Longstaff is running through cement, it's like Bruno is running through cement, Miley's nowhere to be seen, the defence, they're not running back, they're panicking, they they don't know what to do, I mean, everything that that Newcastle are good at at home, fight, spirit, effort, organisation, it wasn't there on, on Saturday, it hasn't been there fully on the road in a long time, and it is really, really concerning.
1: Well it is when you think that You go to Liverpool and you go to Aston Villa To be your next three in the league I mean if if we turn up With the display we had against Luton there It's it's how many I mean Liverpool Are our jinx side They get results when they don't deserve them Like early this season At St James's Park And Aston Villa will be a bit miffed About the 5-1 on the opening day of the season Won't they And so we've got to pull ourselves Together And we've got to do it quick And excuses are out of the window And Eddie, you know, Andy's staff That's why they get the big bucks And I'm not having a go at Eddie But this is where when you look at your manager And say, right, what's your plan B? What's your plan C? What what are you going to do to uh, pull the players physically out of this? Because it is very easy for that to sink into the home form it, it that's the worry and this manager it, it Forest, who will think he was very badly done to on the opening day when they they lost at home his opening day and they were because the ball he's sending off was absolutely ludicrous and um, the second booking was absolutely ludicrous uh, and they had a play there for with 10 men for three quarters of the game and um, he'll be trying to get a bounce out of them up here and if we Produce anything like we produced against Luton, then we're in trouble up here, and that doesn't bear thinking about because the three points up here with Forrest have been seen as automatic in very much because if you then look at our home form, the next home game's Man City, <laughs> that ain't easy at our place. They've just won the fifth title with the World Club Championship, the fifth title in a calendar year. How about that? Five hmm. clubs in a calendar year. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean Forrest is a really interesting uh, opposition to face and I've done a, a view from the opposition with the, uh, Matt who runs Forrest Focus and that'll be out on Christmas Day. A warning, um, the mood doesn't get any better because he was down in the dumps about what happened against Bournemouth for Forrest and I was down in the dumps because it was recorded immediately after that game but that will be out on Christmas Day. But he did say, while I was concerned about the lack of fight against Luton, he did say that Forest do not have fight. Even they showed spirit against Bournemouth, but he doesn't think they'll show too much fight or enough fight to get the better of Newcastle. So he was quite positive of a result in Newcastle's favour, which is quite interesting. But I just wonder on the fight question, John, what are you putting it down to? Why wasn't it there on Saturday? Because it has been the foundation of of Eddie
1: Howe's side in Newcastle once i think one one of the big problems in football is once you get on a slippery slope you know seven defeats in the last 11 initially when you've been a good side initially you say well we weren't lucky there it was a late goal we had 60 80 possession etc cetera, etc cetera, and you can justify uh, a setback but if that is not quickly turned around it becomes a epidemic it becomes into your psyche you almost sort of uh, go out there and think well you can't expect too much of us we're shattered we've got 11 unfit well, The their excuses are almost there before you start in human nature in players as much as eddie will say oh i don't want to talk about tiredness i don't want to talk about injuries because i don't want to give players excuses the point is you can't stop the players getting this into the head it's a sign of weakness it's a, it's not what you want but it, it happens and and then people that you've relied on as hugely whether that's key Trippier, all of a sudden his form goes dip and and he's looking at himself well instead of carrying half the back four in terms of organization etc etc and you very quickly can feel sorry for yourself and get into a run and you wake up and I keep banging on about this seven defeats in the last 11 because I don't hear Eddie Howe talking about it or any Newcastle player talking about it but the facts of all Newcastle fans don't wish to and I understand that but that is the facts of life that is what we're in at the moment and that's got to be turned uh, in seven defeats in 11 and with the three games coming in the new year you've got to really make certain those numbers aren't bumped up further
0: Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was a scary-looking start to 2024. I think you, you can accept losing to Luton on the back of a mistake. You know, Lewis Miley let his man run and they didn't deal with the corner and, and they switched off and the goals come. And, you you know, it's disappointing. You'd be angry at that. You'd be saying, we've worked on that all week at the training ground. But it is it is a momentary lapse in concentration. It happens but again, I just look back at the the lack of matching Luton, man for man with the spirit, with the fight. And it just it just concerns me. It really, really does because I just I can't get my head around it. When you watch back the, the highlights, when you look back at the analysis match of the day, essentially did their whole analysis on the lack of intensity from Newcastle United, it blows my mind. It blows my and again, I know people will be listening and saying, Well, they're tired. They're tired, what do you expect? But it wasn't like the level dropped slightly, it wasn't like it went from 100 to 80, which you can go okay, fair enough. It was like it went from 100 to like 20 at best, and mm. that's the big concern. Is it, John? Well, I'm going to say, is it enough there
1: given their waveform? It really can't be. Um, no. what, what, are you, what are you putting it down to? No, it's not enough there. Um I think it's it's accumulation of things. And I think one of the most and yes, it includes injuries and yes, it includes playing the same outfield turn all the time, uh, puts pressure on them. But you know, you almost sleepwalk into situations like this. You know, you can look and you look and you 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 don't win in Paris Saint-Germain because a penalty there was never a penalty in the ninety-eight minutes, so you can just you can easily dismiss that you know you you come into a next game and we we get caught at chelsea in the 93rd minute you can dismiss that players in the mind say well that's understandable well that can happen and then all of a sudden yeah you're almost mentally in a situation whereby the excuses come before the questions Uh, and and i think newcastle are very very close to that now which is why and i'm certain eddie i will be doing it behind closed doors you've got to sit them down and say listen never mind about all those injuries those blokes out there never mind about how tired you are look around this room look how much talent's in this room and you're producing from the kickoff I mean if they were vibrant playing the way they play with a high intensity and a high press and all and then run out of steam after an hour you could understand it but they came out at Luden, is if, you know, throw the ball Luton, you play until you score. I mean, from the start against Luton, there was nothing Newcastle had going for them whatsoever. Um, and that is what is worrying. We didn't start with a high intensity and do well and then blow up, which is an acceptable um, version of, of being tired. We just started mentally tired, which is why... I don't know. I mean I, when we play forest, I don't want to see the same outfield and all the cells has got an injury that will probably keep him out. But I don't want to see the same outfield faces all start again because I'll expect we to start the way we start. You know, you're hoping that Isaac or Bachman or Livrenko or even Craft or, or will produce something. You're looking at the front three and saying, What can you do about that? It at our height, our front three were dynamite. Our front three now of Almere and Wilson, who's still in the scoring charts because of his early season burst, and Gordon looked terrific on paper. There were nothing at um, at Luton, and not for the first time.
0: Yeah, I mean, an ideal world, John. You know, we've spoken about it before, about the lack of competition and how that's probably impacting the levels of performance as well. But I think we're going to have to move on from the the Luton game because I'm just going to get really angry and I don't want to ruin my own Christmas by thinking about it too much but there was a clip of um, a Luton player I'm going to say turning Sean Longstaff but that's been polite to Sean Longstaff I mean Sean might not even may have as well not even been there if, if I'm being honest in that moment so you, 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 this guy could have pulled on a bus onto the pitch and and and, and, and Sean Longstaff could have got nowhere near it um, what did you make though of the, the Lewis Miley switch Eddie House says it was tactical he says well, he'll be probably, fine. you will
1: understand.
0: well will he, will he be back in for Forest? Will it impact him, do you think?
1: Great question. Great question because I, I would like to see changes for Forest. I've got a feeling Eddie thinks it's about time the lad had a rest and not on performances because he's defied these years and defied everything and produced great performances. But Newcastle, the pattern had been set from the kickoff. Newcastle was second best, and Eddie often. In terms of substitutions Certainly doesn't make them in the first half And he's occasionally made them at half time But he normally makes them in the second half And often they're like for like You know, Gordon off a of winger on um, Wilson off Isaac centre forward Or, or whatever he, he changes like for like Here, surprisingly, he did it in the first half And it wasn't like for like It was to change the system So he could get Isaac playing as a 10 Behind uh, Wilson To try to, to Something different. It didn't work, but I can understand why he was doing it. Now, if you were going to make a change that early, you would look at your young lad because he's just seventeen. He's the easy option to bring off, but also, you know, there can't be tiredness coming. And you can think privately, he let somebody run off his shoulder on the goal, so it's not as if he was pulling up trays all over the park at that particular moment. I think the lad was unlucky and um, but it's the way it goes and it's young guys that, that normally suffer with substitutions unless they're having a killer game and and quite frankly nobody was and he, he could have bought almost anybody off there's no question about that but the young lad is the young lad and so he's vulnerable and um, it's what happens next and i'm fascinated by what happens next and i know Team selection, I'm talking about, and I know it's very limited what we can do, but I feel we've got to do something because if the same ten walk out against Forest, I'll be depressed before the the thing kicks off because I'll have a good idea how this might go. I'll get a bit more energy because we're at home with fifty thousand, but uh, you know, uh, I mean. Just throwing the balls in the air, and I'm not meaning any of this is wonderful, but it's just to get some change. I would probably start with Isaac at centre forward and instead of Wilson, who I think is rapidly playing far too many games on the bounce uh, in terms of hamstrings and various other things, and hasn't looked dynamite and did miss an absolute sitter with his head. I would probably play Isaac centre forward. I think you'd bring the we we feel will probably not play but they low we'll never know with injuries Botman, you would look to bring in Um you can use craft either as a is a right back or a, a right sided center half and he, he doesn't let the side down livermento might produce some not just left back yeah, but some sort of um wing play in in coming on and playing wide, and I would certainly prefer him to do that than Matt Ritchie because Matt Ritchie ain't gonna bring legs to a tired side. That's the first thing he's not gonna do.
0: Hmm. I think if it was me, I'd be playing Emil Kraft, Van Botman, Dan Burn and, and Tino livramento across the back four. I think Fabian Chen needs to come out as well. He looked he looked very shocked yep. um in the in the second half uh, against Luton. But i don't think that'll happen i don't think he'll make too many changes i think he'll stick with trippier i think he'll st- it'll be shared it'll be bottoming and i think it would damn Dan, no, no, Dan burn team mm, burntino liverment is probably the only the only toss-up i think um but we know he, he doesn't he, like james news back forward you know, he? he's very loyal isn't he so Dan burn i think you could see at left back and then is it a, is it a question that maybe like you say livermento maybe moves forward into a slot. And and Gordon or Miggy drop out. But if it was me, so that back four there would be Kraft, Burn, Botman, Livermento. Then on the left, I would, would, you know, potentially look at calling up someone like uh, uh, Amadou Diallo. Maybe can he push Alex Murphy forward a little bit? Because I just think obviously the quality and the experience isn't there. But then on the other hand, the legs and the energy. They're not there for Gordon. They're not there for Miggy. They need a rest. And something has to give eventually. And the options are you keep playing them and you, and you keep you know, getting them to run further and further into the ground without much success. I mean, you look at Gordon yesterday, five minutes on the clock. You could tell that he was not up, up for it at all. Physically, he's not up for it. The need to be out of the side. And even though you haven't got the like-for-like replacements you'd like, i you know harvey barnes and jacob murphy G- why not why not give a couple of the youngsters a chance because i tell you what they can't do any worse than what the two did against luton
1: well i mean that is absolutely true uh i'm getting slowly depressed here about you and it's a festival john i was already on that train i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't mean oh, to but I, and me and me I was, because i was angry and um, But, I mean, what we face here on Boxing Day is a match between two sides out of form. Because we've said we've lost seven of our last 11. And, I mean, Forrest, with that defeat under the new manager, have now lost six of their last seven and only won one of their last 14. So you've got, you know, easy beats and dead, very dead beats. Forrest are the easy beats and the dead beats dead on their feet is Newcastle. So you know there's something to look forward to on Boxing Day. I think um, I think Forrest's situation makes them a little bit unpredictable because
0: he's only going to have been in the job a week, so he's he's hardly going to found his proper system. You know he's, he's still going to be working to find his start in, his best start in eleven. So I think a lot of people will look at this and say, well, Newcastle at home they're fantastic at home. Only one defeat all season, eight wins. You know, This is this is a game for Newcastle which you expect to win because of what happens when Fulham came up. Everyone knows I was feeling really yeah. down about it. Newcastle thumped Fulham with the help of that, that that 10 men. But I think there's a lot of expectation on Newcastle despite their way for them to win this. But I think that makes Forrest quite dangerous, actually, because they've got nothing to lose at all. They're
1: not, good, they're not good away either, Forrest. Yeah. They normally get the points at home
0: uh, to stay well, up. Well, well, John, funny enough, they've picked up the same amount of points on the road as Newcastle have for Hull.
1: Well, that shows how bad they are. That yeah. shows how bad they yeah,
0: are. Because yeah, so, 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 so Newcastle, shocking. Newcastle should win, but yeah. I'm even more aware you've seen that this time around. Um, look, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, the midfield three and Newcastle.
1: Not, you're not worried about Chris Wood coming up here and scoring the winner for Forrest, Andrew, are you? Well, he's scoring recently. Yes, he's, in,
0: he's in a little bit of form, you know. And look, they seem to be playing. I think the one thing you you, you can um, probably uh, bet your your mortgage on is that they will play to, for, to Chris Wood's strengths, which is something Newcastle never did. And if you play to Chris Wood's strengths and uh, you get that ball in the box, then there's a good chance he's going to score because he is very good at, at making crosses pace. and Newcastle need to be switched on um, if that is indeed the game plan. And the need to be better in midfield, you know, the need to get control of the ball, they need to pass it better. It wasn't there against Luton. Again, it's got to be there against whatever midfield Forrest put out. I mean, it was it was a kind of a two, two, three midfield um for Forrest before the red card. Um, you know, Gibbs White on that kind of number 10 roll, Yates and Malanga behind. Uh, the three forwards with Wood up top by himself. The, the midfield battle
1: is going to be key, John. It is. Um, What's interesting as well, Andrew, and, and and I mean, I'm not suggesting this is the answer because there isn't a clear answer to the current situation apart from having some of the bodies that aren't available like Willick and like Joe Linton. What would, what would we give for Willick and Joe Linton to be fighting fit in time for Forrest? I mean, that would be absolutely marvellous. Would would the manager who is not a gambler by nature i think but would he at all look at the midfield and say i've got no options because of willick and joe linton no obvious op- options so would you at all gamble with one of these three would you move Kraft in there to make it tighter would you move hall in there to do what he did at manchester united would you move La in there to to attack, or do you go with your kids out of the academy? If you're gonna change it at all, or do you just stick with your three, uh, with everything that's wrong with that three at the moment? I think he sticks with a three. I think I think he will stick with the three. Yes.
0: Yeah, because he has he has no options. So you just have to hope that was what was lacking against Luton suddenly uh, finds itself in time for Forrest and. Yeah, we just need them to be more switched on. We need them to be quicker to the ball, harder in the challenge, better with possession. We need them to be a lot of things. And as we've as we mentioned, the games don't get any
1: easier after this one. So this one is a really important one. get darned so, um, harder, Andrew. They don't yeah. get easier. They get darned harder. Because if you think, I don't mean you, if anybody thinks at Newcastle that Luton and in, in Nottingham Forest, oh, they're tough, they're not easy matches, which is what every manager says, then what exactly Liverpool and, and Man City and Aston Villa is in comparison? Goodness knows.
0: Mm. I mean, speaking to uh, Matt, who runs Forest where he says if Newcastle can manage to get some crosses into the box, which they did uh, get quite a few in in against Luton. We've mentioned that Callum Wilson chance. There was a couple of other uh, teasing balls in the box. So more of that, he says, Forest cannot handle it. You know, they're, they're very disorganised at the back when... Teams with their box with crosses. So there's 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 a little bit of positivity for Newcastle United, of course. If it's Miggy, he has to turn on who's left and whip the ball in. So um that'll be a, a help, a helping hand to, to Forest, but hopefully Newcastle can can get some crosses into the box, and whoever starts up front, I think it will be Isaac as as you do, John, can get on the score sheet. I do think though, John, the early goal is going to be key. I think if Forrest managed to get an early goal, ooh, it, it could end two or three to Forest, And I can hear our listeners and viewers saying, goodness me, Andrew, you need to go and get some sunshine in your life. Newcastle you United it is the darkness at the moment. Because uh, I do fear an early goal
1: by Forest sets the tone. Well, it does if they get it, but uh, there's they're not guaranteed to get it. An early goal to Newcastle will set the tone as well. And there's no question about that If Newcastle get the early goal You're saying if Forrest get an early goal It could go on to be 3-0 We could lose a follow year theory there If Newcastle get the early goal It could be 3-0 The same as it was against Fulham and, But I would come away from that match Relieved But not convinced Because I know what's waiting for us You know I, I Cards on the table I think we will beat Forrest but it doesn't change the overall situation in what's to come in 2024 at the start with uh, Mm -hmm. with three away games out of four, if you include uh, their fake up. Um, Whatever we do against Forest doesn't change that for me. Even if we play, we got 3-0 against Fulham. I know it was 10 men, but we got 3-0 against Fulham. It was comfortable. That didn't make us comfortable in the next couple of games we played, did it? You know, no. so I, I I don't think that what happens against Forest will banish the Blues if we happen to win 3-0. No, no, it,
0: no, it doesn't uh, kind of pit us over the cracks of the, the formal yeah. role, I guess. I think the other frustrating thing about Luton was it was an excellent chance to put some distance between um, ourselves and the teams below because obviously my United had lost in the 12.30 kickoff. off West Ham had won and got gone above Newcastle, but if Newcastle had won, they would have put, I think, two or three yeah. points ahead of them. And it would have been a nice little gap going into Boxing Day. So a wasted opportunity there. But before I get your score prediction, John, I'm going to finish on a positive note because I, I accept this has not been full of Christmas cheer at all. But I'm going to say from February onwards, I think we will see Newcastle United finish the season out of cancer, I think they will rock it up the table. They're going to have players back. They're going to have January additions. So I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I think what we will see is is Newcastle finish the season strongly. That's what I'm pinning my hopes on. That's my little bit of Christmas joy. A win against Forest helps that because you don't want to be too far below you know, sure. the top four that you're chasing. That's the only positive that I'm coming out with at the moment.
1: Well, yeah, and I mean, it's easy to follow that positive and we've got to cling on to something because we don't want the season to disappear. Um, absolutely not. And it all depends on players getting fit. And, you know, I'm talking about Harvey Bond, who so we've virtually not seen Willick, bless him. We haven't seen in a heck of a long time. We need Joe Linton back. We need Murphy back. Pope ain't going to be seen for a long time. And but we need these people to come back and we also need some shrewd business in the January transfer market. Always a difficult time because clubs don't want to sell quality and it might be on loan. But not only good business, Andrew, but early business. It's open for a month. Let's not sign two players in the final week if if, if the transfer window. Wouldn't it be lovely to get somebody on January the second? with somebody else following on the fourth you know that would be absolutely fabulous and we've had time we know when the transfer window opens and you know we've had time to set up deals to happen the minute the windows open so if we get that we need three things we need a good january transfer window we need the players back and the third thing which we've never mentioned or thought of we need this trend of players going down as if they've been shot by a sniper. You won every game. Lescelles uh, at Luton was the last one. Well, that's got to stop as well. It's not about getting a load back of a load that's already in, like your Bruno's or your you, you um, LaSalle or uh, Dubrovka or Almiren or Gordon, then go out for six weeks. So, that's, the three things we need is we need a good transfer window, we need the boys back, and we need this ridiculous amount of injuries we suffer per game to come to an end. Yep. Now, if that happens, we finish the season well. But it's how far we're behind yeah. when that starts. Because if we, how many points do we get out of Liverpool away, Man City, Home, Aston Villa away? Now, we've got to get something out of those you can make a case if you look at Luton to say that we're not going to get out but because of the I mean away from home it, it really in Liverpool but it, football thankfully isn't like that and we might just come up with a performance and off we go mm, I do feel the way for me it's going to take one result
0: and then the ball will start rolling but it's just where that result comes and with Sunland coming up away as well it's it, it's 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 a daunting little fixture that, and of course, we'll
1: cover that more in the first week. Of- I, I would have, I yeah. would have thought I, I would have thought an eight 0 at Sheffield United might have said well, with the score being that big, but it, it we've never seen another win since. That's very true, John. That is very true. Are we going to see a
0: win for Newcastle against Forest?
1: Yes, yes, I think we will. The same as we did against Fulham. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's a bed of roses from there on in And we're going to sweep it into the new year and blow everybody away But I think it'll be nervy, I think it'll be close uh, But, I mean, the only reason I'm actually saying this, Andrews the, the only reason you can actually give for believing it And that's 50,000 Jordies. If we're at home, you wouldn't tip us to If we're away, you wouldn't tip us to get anything at Forest, would you? But then, because we're home, I believe that something like 2-1, a very nervous, a very hard fought but nonetheless a very welcome three points. I'm going to go for a score draw. Okay. So don't think they'll lose, but I don't think they're going to win either. One point out of six wouldn't look great from the two fixes we've just had, my friend, would it?
0: No, but it would look better than no points out of six.
1: <laughs> yes, but we should be getting six out of six against that opposition. We should, but we should. I think we'll win. You think we'll draw. So we don't think we'll lose. That's good. That's it. And fingers crossed, your prediction
0: is right. All that uh, remains to be done, John, is uh, to get your
1: Christmas message for our listeners and viewers. Yeah, and I think after that, we all need a Christmas message. I think the 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 biggest thing we can say is keep the faith. Yes, it has been a pretty poor end to 2023, seven defeats and 11. But you know what? If we want to have a pot that's half full instead of half empty, it's been a wonderful year. In that year, we finished fourth top in the Premier League we've played champions league football and produced one of the most memorable nights in newcastle united's history when we beat paris saint-germain 4-1 we've played in a wembley cup final which is a rarity for us at the end of last season in the carabao cup we've reached the league cup quarter final this year and we have beaten some very very good sides at st james's park It has been a wonderful year. We're perhaps overachieved in the year, you know. And when Man City were first taken over by people from the same neck of the woods in in the world, they I think they finished about 15th or something the first time in the second season. They built slowly to what they are now when they come here with five trophies in this calendar year. What is that sensational or what? But they built slowly. We went. From nowhere to somewhere, we went from relegation to fourth, and therefore the expectancy levels go. Whether it's called human nature, so perhaps we overachieved over quickly, but we've got to keep a sense of proportion. We've got to look back on twenty twenty three and talk about top four, Champions League, PSG four one, Wembley, all oh, Latin one, yeah. Compared with what we've had before Yes there's a dip at the end of it But we're not as bad as we seem And uh, we've had a year like that Let's carry that into the new year and improve on it That's what Newcastle I are all about We're still talking about looking up We spent 15 years looking down
0: Couldn't have said it better myself, John. To you guys listening and watching, thank you for joining us throughout the year. This may very well be the last match preview of 2023. We know there's a game against Liverpool, but thankfully I am off now um, until the second. So um, John may uh, rejoin you guys before that Liverpool game, but he also may not. So we'll see Uh, have a great new year now hope you have a wonderful christmas fingers crossed next time i join you guys newcastle have picked up points against forest and liverpool and going to that game against Sunderland in high spirits but we do appreciate you joining us as always it's been a fantastic year to cover newcastle united largely because of what john's just said there real enough all the great experiences matches that we've been lucky enough to analyze attend and what have you and yeah we just want to say thank you very much Um, As always, for your support, enjoy the festivities and we'll catch you on the other side.